This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome back, Rebels. This is episode 162 of The Godless Revolution. Today is... Monday, Monday, June 26th. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we shifted days that we're recording this week. We'll be doing Mondays for a little bit. Because my schedule shifted. So we're recording tonight, and then the main show won't go out for a week. week. Yeah. That'll be all right. Holy fuck nuggets. It'll be fine. It'll so, be fine. in other words, it's absolutely irrelevant to the listeners <laughs> whether or not we do it <laughs> on week, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, yeah. or Monday. Yeah. Uh, well, I like to give the date just to kind of provide As context. Reference. Like, yeah. So if mm. something really crazy happens between now and then, they'll realize, oh, this was recorded before that shit fucking happened. Yeah. Why do they talk about it? Well, because we recorded a week before. They're still going to ask that. Probably. Probably. Then I'll just direct them to these Actually, first you know few what? minutes our, of this episode. The people, our fans are pretty good about that. Like, most of the stuff they send us is pretty relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more recent stuff and- well, and a lot of it is kind of timeless, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about separation of church and state issues. And, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, different things may come up in the news on a regular basis, but it still has to do with the overarching theme of separating, mm-hmm. too. Um, so, you've probably noticed the Matson studio with us again. Yay! Uh, After being not with us for a little while. How you been? Well... Off and on. <laughs> <laughs> Been worse. Yeah. You didn't fly anywhere in the last few days, did you? Well, uh, what do you mean? Oh, I didn't know if you went to Europe or anything. Took out vengeance or... No, not Europe per se. Ah. To exact revenge yeah. or anything? I, I just didn't know. Huh. I'm guessing you may have something <laughs> to talk about <laughs> later in another episode or something. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But you, you're looking very tan. Oh, thanks. You're very, very summery. You, you have a beard. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not looking very tan. I don't, I don't really tan. It, we, I'm, we are I go doing from awesome wh- at small talk. Yeah, I go from white <laughs> to a shade of red. Um, celebrated Father's Day with my dad belatedly yesterday. That was, that was nice. Went up to Brigham City, spent some time with him. Uh, took my son Gray up there. Visited with my father and my grandmother and i think i might have scared a little bit one of his lds neighbors because <laughs> she the, the way my dad's driveway is set up she had to walk past my car with the atheist license plates on yep. it and then knock on the door and my dad had me answer the door because he's like oh who's that well you should go and answer the door and see how they react so i went and answered the door and there's this LDS woman standing there in her prairie dress after church, and she had a plate of two cookies. I answered the door, and she asked for Brother Ellis. And, of course, I knew she meant my dad what I wanted to say, but didn't, 
because my dad and my grandmother are there and want, I didn't want to upset them. But I wanted to say, well, are you looking for my dad's brother or somebody else? Because he's here, but his brother's not. <laughs> anyway, so she she dropped off a couple cookies, uh, root beer cookies. I'd never had them before. I've never even heard of root they, beer cookies. They were interesting. They, they were a darkish cookie. And well, they better was, be if they're root beer. Well, yeah. And they had like a root beer icing kind of stuff on them. Sounds weird. Yeah, they were kind of weird, but I mean, they were tasty. They were Mormon. Yeah. That's always a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> but so then my dad came to the door and he's like, oh, hi, yeah, thank you very much. And she said, well, I only brought two because my dad lives alone and she thought it was only going to be him there. And she said, if I'd have known there were other people here, I'd have brought more. And I said, well, we'll be here for a little while. So, <laughs> so did she ever come back? No. Aww. I think I think I frightened her. Horrible, horrible woman. Because my, my dad's <laughs> like, oh, this is my son. And she's like, uh, <laughs> my, my soul is burning. Nice to meet you. And then she kind of scurried away. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was nice visiting with them. On the way up there, Gray was educating me on math theory or theoretical math. Okay. Hmm. Like I didn't really know what that was. What theoretical math is? Is that like the that quantum a... math type stuff where it's no. Um it took it took about I don't know, maybe a half hour to explain it. Okay. So I won't try because <laughs> and well and because I'm I think I have the basics down, but he'd probably have to explain it to me again at least once, maybe. Yeah, once. no use talking to us dummies about it. <laughs> no, it's True. interesting stuff. So be, because he completed his bachelor's and his mm-hmm. Going back for his master's in theolog- or theological math. In theoretical math. Theological math, two plus two equals Jesus. <laughs> One God equals a trinity. <laughs> nice. That was, that's much better. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice visiting with him. And what did you do over the weekend, Rand? Uh, well, since I'm still on my long weekend... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're working, what, Thursday through Saturday? Saturday now, now, so I got seven days off in a row right now. Uh, What did I do this since last we recorded? I did, uh, I was supposed to go shoot uh, some ads on Sunday, but that got canceled, so I went and did product photos Hmm. for the guy. What is the product? Uh, He sells a beard oil, like a beard oil, beard wax, and a beard shampoo and all that kind of stuff. So he needed some new product photos for his website. So we went out and to nature and set all the stuff up in the woods and stuff and took neat photos with it. Well, if he needs somebody to test those products. You know what? If you want if you want to get some, I can probably get some of his stuff for you. Yeah? He, he gives them out as samples all the time to get people to come back. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll try it out. I'm always willing to try out new stuff. Yeah. On my face main. Hell yeah. My face pubes. Then... When we do a ad, we are always going to be looking for bearded people to be in them. There's there's a thriving online community of beardos. Oh yeah, he's his beard. He said he's been growing his for three years, and his is he's got a ZZ Top beard. Yeah, nice. But, uh, nice. If you're going to own a beard oil company, you, you kind of have, have an to. Epic yeah. Beard. yeah. So kind of goes with the territory. Yeah, and you have been gone. Or, or not been on the show for like a month now, right? Because we did two without you. Yeah. Then we didn't do and a you show. Were gone in California, yeah. 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 And then, so yeah, it's been like a month. We missed you. Mm-hmm. 
I could tell. That <laughs> 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 you, you, I'm a little bit salty right now because you guys showed me the clips from the. I haven't. I am not caught up on the two skeptical chaps, so they showed it to me right before the show, and then want me to be chipper, which is hard enough to we, do. Uh, uh, without any help, so we just wanted to make sure you're primed and ready to go for the show. <laughs> we for me to, sure for me to go to my ranty room. <laughs> I'll go. The, I'll get there. Or I'm sure. just if we made any comments or said anything that you would know what we were talking about. Yes. All oh, right. Right. We okay. wanted to make sure you were well informed and had all of the pertinent information. Exactly. Hmm. Cause, Can't wait. Because we love you, man. Yeah. We're, we're just trying <laughs> to help here. Yeah. We didn't want a, you to feel like you were left in the dark. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, you guys always have my best interest in mind. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do. Well, I do. I mean, Ryan's a double agent or whatever. Oh, well, I'm, I'm compromised. In no, the he's... employee of a British agency. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, yeah, we, we definitely missed you. And so you were sick last week. What else have you had going on? Uh, Just work mostly. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. For the mostly. That's it. Yep. Pretty exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some news items to cover. Uh, we were going to have Megan Kennedy on the show with us tonight, but she has had some car issues, and her vehicle is not ready by the time we were going to be recording tonight, and so she will not be joining us. We will, however, be joined toward the end of the show by Mr. Mark Nebo. Yay. Yes. From Be Secular and the Normalize Atheism campaign. So that should be fun. Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at The Cybabe. And if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! You know, my journey through Christianity was the journey of slowly dialing down the supernatural, slowly dialing down the crazy until there was nothing left. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right. The first story we've got tonight comes to us from the Christian Post, which is always full of fun and interesting things. Yeah, I used to actually subscribe to one. I can't remember if it was a Christian Post or one of those ones where they actually gave you a newsletter and and emailed you a lot of their stories just for the <laughs> fucking comedic value of it. Well, this one is really weird. It's it's the title of the story is Vatican probes Brazilian exorcists who made a pact with Satan. I thought they reserved probes for altar boys, but oh, I, <laughs> I was thinking aliens. <laughs> 
but what what strikes me as really strange about shit like this is it's reported as if this shit is, is real. Like, yeah. That Satan exists, that exorcisms are, are a thing that you have to go through to purge the body of demons. and Well, of course, if you believe in exorcism, you have to believe that demons actually literally exist. It's just so fucking, it seems so hokey and stupid to me. It's like, that's part of the reason that a lot of movies don't scare me. You know, a lot of, you know a lot of movies bullshit. are based on just fucking mm. ghosts and demons and bullshit religious nonsense. That yeah. so they don't they don't have any value in scaring me anymore except for like the the jumpy the, out parts yeah. you know the startling things jump scares and stuff yeah yeah the I think I mentioned many 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 episodes ago that like the only movies that really tend to scare me are the suspense thrillers where the the bad person is an actual person right because. You know, crazy people actually exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they can be somewhat terrifying. And honestly, they're worse than the way they portray demons. I mean, for the most part, demons always look really bad, but they don't really do that much more than a human could do. No, the they just part. make the person cuss and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, vomit and spit and stuff. Yeah. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Karis. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. sounds like an average Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, The Exorcist fucking terrified me. But now it's like, then you, yeah, you grow, you grew out of it. Yeah, I, I grow, I grow up. You grow I, up. I don't think I was terrified of it. More disgusted by part, like you know, thinking like this, like oh, it's fucking disgusting. Like it's gross. Yeah, not as a the oh, it's scary. Yeah, that was just fucking disgusting. Yeah, and maybe her going down like the backwards, upside down crab crawl thing where she's down the stairs type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a little creepy, but otherwise it wasn't. Well, yeah, just because it's creepy and weird, though, doesn't but mean not, it's, yeah. it's not scary. It was more, yeah, I was like, oh, that's fucked. It's not like you're thinking a demon is making her do that. It's definitely not a uh, human centipede scary. <laughs> well, the story is, the story reads that the Vatican is looking into a group of exorcists into a group of exorcists who made a pact with Satan on climate change and the death of Pope Francis. So, uh, okay, the death of Pope Francis. I see they want to get promoted. But what the fuck did they, so they made a <laughs> pact? <get> promoted. <laughs> so did they make a pact to make climate change real? I don't know. I think those are two unrelated things that they're doing. Well, they got two separate things they're doing, but with the climate change one, I'm like, is it is the pact for climate change to be real or to not be real? Yeah. Well, maybe the story will let us know. Okay. It says that this came about after a video of the Brazil-based group known as Herod's Heralds of the Gospel emerged online that revealed chilling information of a cataclysmic <laughs> event and the pontiff's death. Oh, yeah, chilling. Well, the guy is old. <laughs> Says the devil worshippers look up to their former leader, Dr. Plinio Correa de Oliveira. Did better than I would. Who they believe is in close contact with Satan after his death in 1995. So he's in close contact with Satan after his death? Mm-hmm. He's in hell. Uh, well. You, yeah. I mean, if he's... In, unless he can make long-distance phone calls from heaven. <laughs> Currently, they are led by 77-year-old Zhao Scognamilio wow. Cladias, who reportedly resigned as superior general last week, but continues to be the father of the Institute. Okay, hold So, I know you're not going to believe this, but I see a hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... The devil worshippers 
look up to their former leader, who they believe is in close contact with Satan after his death in 1995. Yes. So clearly he's in hell, mm -hmm. but clearly he's very powerful because he's connected to Satan, right? So mm -hmm. obviously, if you're bad enough, hell is going to be just fine for oh, you. Fuck yeah. So you can't just be medium bad or else then you go to hell and it sucks. You got to be really <laughs> fucking bad. And and then when you get there, you'll be close with Satan and people will be able to call on you and you'll be powerful. Well, yeah, we talked about that when we talked about hell. Yeah. I think like, we did two episodes like, on hell, Why right? would he punish you? You're his fucking boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like if, if you're a bad enough person, you go to hell and you're rewarded. And why ultimately would Satan punish anybody? I mean, why would, why the fuck would he choose to follow the laws that God has handed down? I mean, God creates this entire playground for him and then condemns people to spend eternity in hell. The devil isn't going to follow God's rules on that, right? Like, wouldn't well, it be like, well, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to reward these people when uh, they come down here because they're fucking up your yeah, plans. Yeah, but often religious people will say that it's hell being away from God. But in this case, we have religious people actually telling us that if you're bad enough, it's not hell isn't a big deal. You'll be powerful there. Yeah, you'll be rewarded for your evil yeah. acts here on earth. Maybe the ones that get tortured in hell are the ones that were a clerical error by God. Mm -hmm. Like, whoops, you were supposed to go to heaven, but we made a typo. Oh, so then they're Straight torturing to the, hell. the good people. Yeah, they're too much of a goody two-shoe. They aren't doing cocaine. They aren't fucking hookers. <laughs> Not murdering anybody. Not murdering anybody. Like, I'm surprised that those are the top two things on your list of bad yeah. things to do. <laughs> I know. And, and you didn't go to rape. You went to having consensual sex with another adult that you pay for. Because those are things that all preachers do anyways, that they figure are sins. Ah, uh, so, okay. I got you. Okay. Doing blowing yeah. fucking hookers. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm skipping right over the little boys. Everybody's Bill Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Mm -hmm. uh, says the footage was taken at an occasion called, quote, a gathering of priests to share experiences of exorcism that was attended by about 60 of the occult's priests. In the video, which I wish we had or that they supplied a link for, Diaz was shown listening to one member read from a transcript, read from a transcript of a purported conversation between the exorcists and the devil. So these are Catholic priests. I wonder why they felt the need to add purported. Because I guarantee that this video that they're talking about doesn't fucking exist in the first place. Well, no. Apparently, they they had the videos online. I so I read a couple oh, other it? stories. Oh, okay. Okay. They had the videos online, and they've since been removed or taken down. But there's video of these priests carrying on like they're having a conversation with the devil. Well, if you're doing an exorcist, you got to fucking talk to the guy. <laughs> Uh, the transcript described Dr. Plinio as the author of climate change and the increase of heat. <laughs> hmm. Which, sure. I guess, you know, the, these guys are apparently also against Pope Fluffy, who has acknowledged yeah. that climate change is real, that the globe is warming, you know, that the effects are likely caused or exacerbated by the activity of humans. So why would this group want to kill Pope Fluffy if they're all for climate change? Oh no, they're saying that that climate change. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're saying, saying it's that, real, real. Yeah, yeah that he wrote yeah. the book on heating up. So they obviously are saying that they talked to Satan. They got Satan to, you know, fake climate change. They're for just him. they're just mad at Frankie because he's saying it's science, and they're saying no, it's the, the devil. fucking devil's buddy <laughs> that used to be our buddy before 1995. 
that we can still talk to. God damn it. And apparently, and, in these videos, the devil then predicted that a meteorite will crash into the Atlantic Ocean and will destroy North America. Quote, the Vatican, it's mine. Mine, the disciple read. The Pope does whatever I want. He's stupid. He obeys me in everything. He is my glory. He is willing to do everything for me. He serves me. The disciple continued. Okay. Hmm. Then the devil foresaw Pope Francis's downfall. Why would, why would they kill him if he's got him all powerful? He's too nice, man. He's... Wait, so are they also saying the devil can see the future then, too? Apparently. Then why is he fighting God if he's never going to win? <laughs> Oh, because he can actually see the future. Stop poking holes in this scary story, Matt. It's really serious stuff. It's super serious stuff. I'll go yell about it in my ranty room. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then the devil foresaw Pope Francis' downfall as channeled by the exorcist. It predicted that the pontiff will die at the Vatican and not during a voyage. Quote, the Pope what? will die falling, it said. So in the shower. The pontifical keys are in the hands of the devil, but are going to pass into the hands of Diaz. It went on. <laughs> the story concludes by saying, While such claims can easily be dismissed as a product of delusional thinking, the fact that the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life <laughs> is investigating the cult suggests that the Vatican is deeply concerned. After all, Diaz is an honorary canon of the Papal Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome. And I don't know what the fuck that last bit is. Neither do I. Like, it seems that they have it's, all it's, kinds it's, of... It's what gang he belongs to. It's like your west side, your east side, your crypt, <laughs> your blood. No, Holmes, I'm from the honorary canon of the Papal Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome. Essay. <laughs> I, I want to see what that hand signal looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bunch of fucking nonsense. But like I said, it, it just surprises me how they report this as if, you know, they're they're honestly, oh, yeah. seriously concerned about the influence of a non-existent being on the actions of people who are supposed to be devoted to and following another non-existent being and how he interacts with the Pope, who is supposed to be the the vicar of Christ, Christ. Yeah. in worshiping this non-existent being. You, you know what I think is even worse and probably even more... It's like just Sad. fucking all play pretend bullshit. It is. it is. It's fucking Bible LARPing. And you know, the thing <laughs> the thing that's funny about I, it. I still want to make the Bible LARPing short film. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> the thing that's funny about it is even in their own theology, right? If you say, oh, okay, well, so if, if you just play dumb and you're like, well, who? So in your little fucking fantasy, well, don't say that to them. But if you say, okay, so who's the most powerful? Oh, God is. What about the devil? Nope, he's not more powerful than God. Then what are you afraid of? Yeah. What, <laughs> what are you, you afraid of? What are you worried about? What is? Why does any of this bother you? Yeah. It shouldn't. If God is more powerful, then you should just, like, this would be like. It doesn't matter. These guys yeah. are stupid. As long as you're you're pious and you're aware of all this stuff that's going on, why do you care? What, what God, I care about is. fucking children. The fact that. <laughs> and they're fucking children. They're, <laughs> speaking of children. There's probably a child being homeschooled that's reading this as current event news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And see, honey, this is why we're not Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Because, right. Because they get involved in all sorts of shady, demonic things. Well, all, other people are going to look at this devilry. and they're going to read that part about what the devil said about the Pope and they're going to be like, yep. He's going to die falling. We all, yeah. That's why we're not ca- Yeah, that's why we're not Catholic because the Pope, see, even the devil's saying it. Even the Catholics are saying that the Pope is a bad guy. This is Matt Dillahunty and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. The problem is to have a way of thinking about the world that doesn't allow you to reliably navigate because you are not basing your your worldview on evidence and argument. That's the problem. Hey everybody, this is X. I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. So what's the Mandela effect? Well, um, this I'll just read how this article starts. Cause well, because, yeah, because it. I've never heard of it. Ryan said that he's I, familiar like, with it. Yeah, when you mentioned it, I was like, Mandela, I'm like, I've heard of it. Then when he started explaining, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm remembering that. Yeah, now. so the Mandela effect is like those moments where you're... Sp- so sure that we recall something being a certain way, but in fact, they're in fact wrong. Um, this experience is called, uh, is called that because many people felt certain that they could remember Nelson Mandela dying while he was imprisoned in the eighties. Although in reality, Mandela only died in 2013. Hmm. Um, kind of like the whole Shazam thing that was going on with, uh, what was that actor's name that there was? Yeah. He did a Shazam movie in the, in the eighties or nineties. He's like, no, I didn't. The at our what? Yeah, there the was Shazam guy. Ah, uh, he's the the comedian. He's a stand up comedian. Oh, Sinbad. Sinbad. Everybody's oh. like, oh yeah, Sinbad was in Shazam in nineteen ninety whatever. And he's like, no, I've never been in one of the movies. But everyone was sure, dead set that they knew they had seen a movie with him in it. Huh? Called Shazam. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, or kind of like how more people claim to have been at Woodstock than were actually at Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but people swear they watched Mandela's funeral on TV more than 30 years ago and stuff. And so it's all based on uh, false beliefs and how they start or or that they start and how terrible people are at actually recalling information or, th- you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, you know, as humans, we're like 100% sure that our memories are 100% accurate, you know, but mm-hmm. they really are pretty terrible. I mean, it's just. Well, and they're constantly modified. That yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So which is also um, bad for criminal cases when you want to want a witness to recall oh, it's information. It's terrible for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's terrible for that. And it's funny too because what you end up with people who like in certain professions like police police officers will claim to or will give themselves a much higher rating in being able to detect lies than other people. What, but when they're tested, they do worse than average people at it. Oh really? Yeah. Is it, is it like an inflated confidence in it? That I don't they know. Think they're just so good at it, or that's that's their job, so I'm, I better be good at it. Maybe, huh. and and they just start picking at things that aren't really there or whatever. But 
Yeah, but they they tend to give themselves a really high rating on being able to detect hmm. lies in other people, and a, and actually they test pretty poorly at it. Huh. Um, which does not instill a lot of confidence yeah. when you combine that with no. eyewitness testimony yeah. and how bad human memory is. Yeah. Which is also why I'm sure police are just like us in fire. After you get back from a call, you're supposed to write down everything right away for your report on mm-hmm. it. So that way it's the freshest in oh, your I'm, mind. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Like James Comey. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, so here are a few examples. Uh, Queens, We Are the Champions doesn't end how you think. Maybe some of you... Might think so. The legendary song We Are the Champions by Queen does not, in fact, end in the way that most people have in their minds. Those who know the song remember the end of the song being No Time for Losers because we are the champions of the world. But the song ends at We Are the Champions. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Not of the world? Nope. Huh. Discovering this drives fans crazy because they feel so sure that the song <laughs> ended the other way. Probably because of sporting events. Because at sporting events, they have an altered version of the song that ends in We Are the World, I think. Yeah, well, they usually don't play the whole thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just that snippet. It. Yeah. Um, it's not Oscar Meyer. What? I mean, it is said that way, but uh, in fact, the Oscar Meyer brand of hot dogs and lunch meats is not spelled how you probably think. It's not M-E-Y-E-R. It's M-A-Y-E-R. That's why they made a song. Yeah, I think that is why they made the song. But a lot of people spell it M-E-Y. Because if I were an Oscar Meyer wiener, everyone would want to take a bite of me. That is very sexual. The Monopoly Man does not have a monocle. I didn't think he did. Even in the picture on he the box? He just got a top hat. Many people think that the Monopoly man, rich uncle Pennybags, from the addictive board game has a monocle. But in actual fact, he does not. Sorry to break it to you. Maybe people have been confusing him with Mr. Peanut, mm-hmm. uh, who also wears a top hat and has a cane, but they are not the same person. And either way, there are too many people who cannot conceptualize that the Monopoly man does not have a monocle. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, that... that uh... What was it, Ace Ventura in the Wild or whatever? There is a is number two where he goes on the safari. Yeah, the yeah, safari yeah. one. And when he's at the house, some guy who's supposed to look like Mister Penny. Ba- what is his name from Monopoly? Uh, Uncle Pennybags. Uncle Pennybags. Uh, he's supposed to look like Uncle Pennybags, but Ace Ventura like knocks him out and then grabs him, and he's and it's this little dude, but the guy has a monocle. And yeah. He's, Knocks him out, and then he's doing shit with him. I don't, anyway, <laughs> I got a Google Monopoly now. Yeah. Um, the tip of Pikachu's tail is not black. I don't even know what the fucking Pikachu looks like. For Pika, the most part, Pika, Pikachu. <laughs> so apparently, that's another one that people huh. remember seeing. They recall the tip of his tail being black, but it's not. Huh. The Berenstein Bears are actually called the Berenstain Bears. Yes. Mm-hmm. This one's been around, the correction has been around for a while. But yeah, it is B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. It's not Stein or Steen, it's Berenstain. Yep. Uh, Curious George never had a tail. What? Really? (laughs) A monkey with no tail? Was was uh, the artist just fucking lazy? Well, (laughs) he's a chimp, so... I always picture him with a tail for some reason. Yeah, I yeah, I I that kind one, of did too. Yeah. Yeah. That one I definitely pictured him with a tail. Yep. There there are many people that claim to clearly recall seeing Curious George use hmm. his tail in order to swing from trees, but the monkey Curious George, well, he's not a monkey, right? But that's what this says. 
Uh, yeah. Never really had a tail. If you look at the pictures, if you look at pictures of him, you'll see that uh, you've been seriously mistaken for years. Hmm. Um, and everyone by now knows this one. Darth Vader never said, Luke, I am your father. He, in fact, said, no, I am your father. Huh. Did you not know that? I thought you would have well, known Well, I, I, I mean, I've, I've heard people say that. Well, and it, for some reason, I saw recent stories about it, but, um, yeah, I, I just saw that somebody said, Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. Mm. And then I didn't bother to read the story because I was busy with other shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, C-3PO is not completely gold. His right. He has, uh, like one leg is silver, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Uh, yeah, he has an entire leg that's silver. Uh, and most, even most Star Wars memorabilia doesn't include the silver leg. Well, um, it's just easier the other way. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird that, it, that people's mistaken perception would translate into items being altered from what they really are. Yeah, yeah. rather than going to the original material for reference, they're just like, nope, he's gold. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Probably reduces manufacturing costs. Oh, for sure. Too. Yeah, that that is that is crazy. Because I just looked up an image. So, like, there's an image of him, all gold. Mm. But then you go to the other image of him, and boom, this got a silver lower. Hmm. Was that left leg? Yeah. Right leg. Right leg. Yeah. Your left looking at him. <laughs> yeah. I did that in my brain. I'm like, okay, it's my left looking at him. So it's what percentage of his leg is silver? <laughs> Half. Fifty percent. Half. Forty five. <laughs> um yeah, I guess you have to be bad at math to get anywhere in the agency. <laughs> you do. You gotta be shit tastic. Be given special it. powers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly what percentage of your nose is brown? Ooh, all of it? <laughs> 100. That's correct. But I just looked up an interesting photo. He's just like, never mind that. Look at this photo I have on my no, phone. No, of, of an interesting reason why people might have thought his leg was mostly gold. Why? Because it is silver and it's very reflective, so it's kind of it's got a mirrored surface on it. So not only is it reflecting the other leg next to it, but the mm. sand is reflecting up at it too. So it gives it kind of a golder appearance when yeah. you're out in the yeah, desert. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Rogers' theme song opening line is different than people recall. In the Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood introduction, Fred Rogers, who both created and starred in the show, would sing a short jingle called yeah. won't, won't You Be, be My Neighbor. Won't you be, won't you be my neighbor. Many people recall that it began with the line, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But this is not what the line was. Did you say like, hello, neighbor? What, it, what is actually said is, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Uh -huh. Well, yeah, because huh. your neighborhood sucks. <laughs> Al although only a very slight difference, it simply does not sound right to those who really had it in their mind for years that the wording was stated the, the other way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. uh, this one's kind of interesting. People think the Mona Lisa is smiling now, although she used to be emotionless. Uh, there are many people who will not give up on their belief that the legendary Mona Lisa has changed. They claim to clearly remember her having a straight, emotionless face. But somehow they feel as though she's obtained a newfound smirk. D the devil. The, well, that's, a, that's some pretty inventive painting. Yeah. Mm. The, some advanced technology. The paint is drooping upwards? Right, but it's, uh, it's just a... a and a great example of how memories shift or memory yeah. can be are mistaken. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also, 
uh, you draw your own image. A credit to Leonardo's ability too, but huh? Well, it's a very subtle smile. It is. Well, maybe the painting underneath is actually showing through because there's supposedly there's another painting underneath the Mona Lisa because he was very famous. You got to get out of that Illuminati bullshit. No, no, man. no, no, it's not the Illuminati <laughs> thing. It's just that he was he was well known for reusing canvases. Yeah, just painting over it. Yeah, previous works or mm-hmm. stuff that he that did, it wasn't good or he started really something like, didn't yeah. like it so you'd paint over it. Oil just paint. making sure that you know you weren't you weren't haven't been compromised. By no, both a no. British agency and, and the Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati. Well, the Illuminati week. came from Britain. Paint thinner yeah. doesn't burn that hot, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here you go. People still remember Sinbad, a Sinbad genie movie from the nineties. There but we there go. There isn't one. Yep. But you know what was funny? That Sinbad went and made a fake version of that movie. Made it look like a shitty VHS fucking tape copy of it. Put it up on the internet with someone else's fucking name on it. Mm. And then people are like, see, there it is, there it is. <laughs> then Sinbad comes out in April Fool's and goes, gotcha. <laughs> nice. It's probably because he always kind of wore like silky, shimmery shit that, yeah. He looks like a genie. Yeah, he does kind of look like a genie. Or it's just a racist thing because Shaquille O'Neal was mm-hmm. Shazam. Yeah. Was it Was it Shazam or Kazam? Uh, Kazam. it was Kazam in okay. 1996 with Shaq. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now but who's the racist? I can't. <laughs> well, I'm just don't know my movies that well that were shitty. Well, yeah, I can imagine. Like, I can I can picture Sinbad as a genie just because of the type of clothing that he always wears. Yeah, and he was a big comedian at that time, doing a mm-hmm. lot of those kind of. Th- well, I don't think he did. He didn't really do like the kids type movies, did he? Kind of. I mean, he, he had his think. that TV show that he was in was, you know, sitcom. Yeah, family type. Stuff. But that's the nineties. Yeah, everything was sitcom related. Mm-hmm. True. True. Uh, it appears as though the majority of fans of the movie Forrest Gump recall him saying that his mama would always say life is like a box of chocolates. Truth be told, he actually said life was like a box of chocolates. He never said that his mom always said that before that line. Ah. It was always just life is like a box of chocolates. But he did say mama always said in the movie a different, few times. Yeah, different, yeah, for different, different parts. Things, yeah. yeah, people sort of mesh those together. Yeah. And Robin Wright is Jenny. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were talking, we were talking oh, yeah. about yeah. a couple episodes back about how Wonder Woman. I've recently come to realize all of these different roles that Robin Wright has played that I had no mm. idea or didn't tie together. Yeah. yeah. She's good. She was Jen, eh? She yeah. was also, was she June? Was Cleaver? she Benny and June? No, that's uh, Mary Margaret Muggerberger. Oh, okay. Muggerberger? Yeah. Benny and June. I'll, I'll, look, up the ad- I'll look up Burger. the actress's name, but it's not It's not Robin Wright. Okay. Um, Hannibal Lecter, this one is crazy. Oh, yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When I say Mary Margaret Murder Bird, uh, yeah, I think you said exactly uh, what you said. Uh, uh, <laughs> Booger Burglar. Ah, I got the Mary part right. <laughs> uh, Hannibal Lecter never said hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Apparently, he never said that huh. at all. Uh, if you've seen the film Silence of the Lambs, there's no there. Uh, then there is no way you don't know the famous line "Hello, Clarice." But the thing is, the line was never said. When Clarice meets Hannibal uh, for the first time, all he says is good morning, nothing more. 
Pretty crazy how a well-known movie could have some famous lines that never happened. Hmm. There's no clear explanation for this. Can that one, I'm screaming, Clarice. I, I would have fallen for that one. Yeah, that one I was surprised by. That and the monocle one so far. I, well, yeah, that one, the monkey. Yeah, the monkey. Yeah. Uh, I heard the Star Wars one. I think I've heard a couple of these other before, but. There have been three for me so far. I can't remember. It was, it was Curious George. Oh, C-3PO. No, I, I knew that one. I didn't know that one. Yeah. I knew the, I knew the, I knew the, uh, I'm your father one. Yeah. Well, I, I knew that one, but not, like I said, I just had seen headlines yeah. about it recently. Do you guys remember that vampire movie in the nineties with Tom Cruise and interview uh, with a vampire? What'd you say? Interview with a vampire. I still can't tell. It's titled Interview with the Vampire. Ah, uh, with vampire. the vampire. I couldn't tell if you were saying a vampire or the I was vampire. saying a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, it's Interview with the Vampire. It's uh. a weird one. Uh, the Queen in Snow White never said mirror, mirror on the wall. Now that, uh, what? <laughs> the first line of this of paragraph is, now this one is a big shocker. Um, that one is, a, yeah, that one's a yeah. shocker for me. The famous quote. Uh, from the film Snow White that you've probably said yourself or at least heard others say is, of course, mirror, mirror on the wall. But what had actually been said in the film was magic mirror on the wall. Most people also remember the second part of the line being, who is who the, the fairest, fairest of, of them, them all? all? But the second line is, who is the fairest one of all? Weird, right? Huh. huh. So magic yeah. mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all <laughs> is the line. Yep. Got me there. So. Yeah, that's four for me, I think. Yeah, that one got me too. Jiffy is not a peanut butter. Nope, it's just Jiff. Jiff. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like me some Jiffy Smooth. Nope, it's just <laughs> Jiff. But there's Jiffy Pop. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which is which is a popcorn. Yes. Not a soda. Yes. I had I had to say that because people in the northeast we'll say, say, say pop. pop instead of soda yeah and since you're from there and have wait, that accent wait ryan's not from the northeast pop from the midwest well he's from yeah, the northern yeah. midwest yes yeah, we, we get a combination of both say soda we say pop that's why when you said it's certainly people, east of here uh, that's why when you said people <laughs> in the northeast say pop i was like no yeah, you're like, we no, don't yeah, yeah the only thing we didn't say was you want a coke Unless you wanted Referring a Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a Southern thing, I think. Isn't yeah, it? I think it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long you guys are going to go on these, but there's a few more. Yeah. I think they're kind of cool. I want to see how many of them I fuck up on. Contrary to the famous line you without a doubt remember from the movie E.T. is this quote, E.T. phone home. The extraterrestrial a- uh, actually, you remember the extraterrestrial actually saying E.T. phone home. This, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's see. This, as I, I, for some reason, I just remember him screaming, "Phone home, phone home, phone home." Yeah, and et 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 Okay, the quote is actually "et home phone." Oh, okay. So it just says to take a second look at the scene. Uh, but in your defense, little Gertie does in fact say "et phone home" in response to his request. To to correct him, yeah, or yeah, or to more under, better understand the extraterrestrial because what thirteen year old boy doesn't have conversations with an extraterrestrial? I think Gertie was the girl. That and was that Drew was Drew Barrymore, Barrymore right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, because yeah. Elliot was yeah, yep, yeah. Elliot, mm-hmm. and Firestarter. 
Was was Firestarter before E.T.? I think after. it was. It was after? Pretty sure it was after. Because she's still a really young child in both yeah. of them. Yeah. Pretty sure it was after. Okay. Uh, Smokey the Bear is actually really just Smokey Bear. No the. Oh. Well, it's just Smokey Bear. I'm, I work for a fucking fire department, and we have a Smokey <laughs> the Bear costume. <laughs> oh, really? Is it? Does it have a label? Smokey it, the Bear? It might. <laughs> uh, you know what? Something I heard that was interesting about Smokey the Bear, or Smokey Bear, the reason why there might be two definitions to it. He starts too many fires? No, because when he was originally uh, conceived, the National Park Service His didn't... parents were like, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> the National Park Service didn't trademark the name. So someone else went out and trademarked the name so they could have the ownership. Oh, really? Hmm. Huh. It's a dick move. It is. But money talks. (laughs) Yeah. So the noodle soup brand Cup of Noodles Mm -hmm. does not actually have the word of in its name. Yeah, it's It's just just Cup cup Noodles. Oh, really? It's Asian. Wow, I'm double fucked on that one. It's just Cup Noodles. Like, apparently I don't even go with the mainstream thing of what they think is wrong yeah and it says this doesn't even grammatically make sense let alone match up with our memories uh so to be fair it was in fact called cup o noodles until 1993 Mm. oh see well there you go uh but yeah how did it change suddenly 23 years ago without anyone really noticing uh maybe you're confusing it with lipton's cup of soup Ooh, no no Cause that's that's actually soup. cup of soup, isn't that's it? That's cup uh, a cup it's uh, soup? cup hyphen a hyphen soup. Yeah. Well, and the the cup soup used to be Irish, and now it's not. Hmm. <laughs> oh Jesus! Potatoes. <laughs> it was cup o soup, and yeah. now it's now <laughs> it's not. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just cup soup. Yeah. Not yeah, like my fucking Lucky Charms. <laughs> yeah, because every, everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> Noodles and chicken broth is such a classic Irish dish. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> um, whiteout is W-I-T-E hyphen out. No H. That one I would have missed also. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And. Yeah, I could have sworn there's a d- yeah. there's an H in there. If I made a shopping list and had to put whiteout on it, there would have been an H. So, so. Easy on your Alex Jones stuff for this one, the JFK assassination, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Can you remember exactly how many people were in the car when President Kennedy was shot? I wanted to say four. I think there's five. Five, because you got driver, Kennedy and Mrs. Kennedy in the back, McConley front right, because he also got shot. And was there a person sitting between McConley and the driver? Well, no, I think his wife was in the back seat, wasn't she? Maybe. I don't know. I don't... So most people will say four. Kennedy. Jackie, Connolly, and the driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, there were six people. Oh. In the car? Well, how many? In the trunk? <laughs> <laughs> the other two being Mrs. Connolly and another anonymous man. Mm. Where the fuck were they sitting? An anon- I know it's got big seats in there, but I thought it was just the president and his wife in the back seat. This is one of the biggest examples of the Mandela effect. The car was definitely only a four-seater, but if you take a look now anywhere, it's a six-seater. So there's three in the back, three in the front? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because I, I always imagine when, like, when you see the famous photo the of- The Zapruder film? No, of, of Jackie Kennedy reaching off the back of the car, 
it was just Kennedy was oh, yeah, to, collect, for, to collect bits for, of his brain. For his yummy, yummy yeah. brains. Yeah. I, I always just in my head remember seeing, you know, Kennedy slumped over in a seat and Jackie reaching out the back and no one else sitting in that back seat with him unless the person was ducked down, possibly. Hmm. Yeah, and I, for, for whatever reason, I I imagine that there were five. Hmm. Hmm. That's better than I did. I thought four. With the... With Kennedy being in the middle of the back seat, and Jackie mm-hmm. to his left, and then I thought O'Connell's wife was behind him in the back seat. But there's an anonymous. They don't even name him. Yeah, they don't even name him, which is well, weird. Huh. Oh, there. No, you're wrong. I'm right, and you're right too. What? Who? Oh God, is this a it percentages was, thing? To whom are you speaking? Two, two, and two. Oh. Two, two, and two? Yeah, there, it is a six-seater. It's a six-seater, but, but there's- not two benches. There's it's th- not two there's benches. There's three benches. Three rows of two, two seats. seats. Oh, wow. That's why I'm like, I don't remember anybody sitting in the middle in any of those photos, and that's why, because- Hmm. So we're all fucked on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's because whenever you watch JFK stuff, you're not looking like- You're not like, oh, where's Governor Connolly's wife? You're like, let me see some skull. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and it's still a two-door car. Right. Because they removed the top off of it for the day because it was a nice day out. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's all very interesting. Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real Atheology, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. If you base medicine on, on science, you kill people. If you base the design of planes on science, they fly. If you base the design of rockets on science, they reach the moon. It works, bitches. Well, we got other things. What, what things do you have, do sir? I don't have any newses. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, we have other newses here. Actually. I was surprised you didn't write out a quick rant. I was working on something. <laughs> I saw you over there right. <laughs> That's not for today. Oh, it's for a future thing here. You do have newses, perhaps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this little thing. All right. Ooh, uh, this little thing. Ice is a good insulator, says Stephen Desch, a planetary scientist at ASU in Tempe. That's why moons such as Jupiter's, Europa, and Saturn's Enceladus, among others, may be able to maintain liquid oceans beneath their thick icy surfaces. On Earth, sea ice, sea ice is much thinner, but the physics is the same. Ice grows on the bottom surface of floating flows. As the water freezes, it releases heat that must make its way up through the ice before escaping into the air. The thicker the ice, the more heat gets trapped, which slows down ice formation. Okay. That's bad news for the Arctic, where ice helps keep the planet cool, but global warming is causing ice to melt faster than it can be replaced. The cause, or sorry, the answer to making thicker ice uh, more quickly, suck up near freezing water from under the ice and pump it directly onto the ice's surface during the long polar winter. There, the water would freeze more quickly than underneath the ice where it usually forms. In theory, Desh says, the pumps used for this top-down approach to the ice growth, could be driven by technology no more sophisticated than windmills that have long provided water uh, to farms and ranches on the Great Plains. Desh and colleagues envision putting such pumps on millions of buoys throughout the Arctic. 
During winter, each pump could be would be capable of building an entire layer of sea ice up to a meter thick over an area of about 100,000 square meters, or about the size of 15 soccer fields, the researchers estimate uh, in a magazine called Earth's Future. Now is the time to begin detailed designs and build prototypes, he says. The Arctic Ocean's end of summer ice Sea, end of summer sea ice coverage is decreased on average more than 13 per, uh, percent per decade since 79. There will be a time 10 or 15 years from now when Arctic sea ice will be accelerating to oblivion and there will be politi- political will to do something about climate change. Uh, we'll need to have this figured out by the time people are ready to do something. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all theoretical at this point, but... I thought it was kind of a an interesting idea. It's always been my understanding that yeah, one, once the ice is gone, it's gone. Um, hmm. like it's not well, just going to yeah, it sounds like this may help bring it back, but I mean, yeah. you got to do it before it's completely before it's all gone, gone and it's too warm to make to more. bring it back, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that a is it is that a real threat that the Arctic won't, will be above freezing all the all year round? What well, that's what with like global warming, if it gets to an extreme side of it, and it, the 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 caps melt, then it'll just go completely wild with heating. Mm. Because it will release more yeah. greenhouse gases, greenhouse gases, all the methane, all the methane yeah. everything else is trapped in that ice will then be released. So then and, it'd be a runaway greenhouse yeah. effect. Okay, mm. Mm. and it's not like oh winter's gonna come around. It's like no winter ain't fucking coming back. Mm. Well, yeah, it would be the increase in greenhouse gases. It would also be that you don't have that ice to reflect off a lot of the sun's mm-hmm. rays. Right, right. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. That they could just maybe make some more ice. And I think I bet they won't. And I think that <laughs> that that's partly where the the that two degree temperature, you know, saying hey, this is right. this is the death zone here for our Earth because that's the temperature of the ocean, and that's going to help melt off the ice caps even faster and that's kind of the tipping point yeah yeah hmm. hello i'm lloyd evans i'm a former jehovah's witness i'm the author of the reluctant apostate and senior editor of jwsurvey.org and you are listening to the godless revolution i remember making an absolute well, I won't say fool of myself, I was expelled from a meeting of Latter-day Saints in when I first went to, to, to Salt Lake City. There were, I just literally, as a tourist, I was wandering around, and this person in a grey shift came up to me and said, would you like to see around? And I said, well, that's very kind. And then she started gathering others, and I realized she was a Mormon who was doing a tour, and presumably there was a little bit of recruitment uh, going along, because they're a very proselytizing uh, sect, as you know, the Mormons. Anyway, she, uh, she but she gave us a good tour, and we saw this tabernacle here and this here and so on. And and then at one point she said, I just want to tell you a little about the Church of Latter-day Saints. And we all politely stood. And then she said how um, in the afterlife, all families will be reunited. And you'll be with your families forever. So I put my hand up and said, but what happens if you've been good? She, she said, could you leave, please? Because everyone started laughing. But I mean, what a ridiculous idea. How is that supposed to be attractive? That you're going to be stuck with every aunt and every cousin and every, oh, good gracious, every, you know, alcoholic or slightly deviant uncle. I mean, Jesus, it's just the most awful destiny imaginable. And they think that's a USP. That's a, yeah, that's what our church promises. Good Lord. 
Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Alex Jones has a new alter ego. He sure yeah, does. It looks like he's uh, been to the Olympics. <laughs> and he's from Boston. <laughs> it's, I like the hair, really. Is is that hair? I thought that was one of those like gopher hats. A, a what? Those like the hats where it's like it slopes oh, down the like front. Oh, like the, the, the caddy hat or what yeah, are those, I don't, what are those I don't called? Know. I have no clue what they're called. They got like the snap on the front of them. Like oh, like, yeah. the old, like an old Newsies hat. Yeah. 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 What are, there's a name for him. Yeah, there is a name for him. I thought I he was wearing like one of those style of hats, but. It, it's a newsboy hat. Maybe is it that is what a it's wig. Called? I don't know. That's what it's called on Fallout 4. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if that's what it's actually called. Well, this is not a hat. It's a bad wig. Very bad. Terrible. Because there's a shadow on his forehead from the wig. That's why I thought it was a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He looks like he just he's a what a clown. Yeah, he, I'm, gonna, yep. I'm gonna play this video, it's about three minutes. Welcome to Brain Fight, ladies and gentlemen, with the real Tuck Budford. Brain fight? With Tuck Budford? How can how can how can he have a fight with something he so clearly lacks? I don't know. That's he's still fighting with it. <laughs> no, he's I'm gonna destroy you, brain. That's what his show's all about, fighting brains. <laughs> Fighting everyone else's brains. <laughs> and I tell you, I want to thank tonight CBS News for allowing me to set the record straight about a public enemy number one and a scourge of America and the world. I'm not talking about Stephen Colbert. I'm talking about no, Alex not. Jones of InfoWars. That enemy of America stole my identity back in high school and my manly power and my manly voice. He took it from me and then spread his evil lies across the country and the world. Where the fuck is he going with this? Alex Jones stole somebody's manly identity. But did you see that he threw up a picture of himself on on the cover of Forbes and the headline read, this man got Trump elected? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no no ego inserted Uh, there at all. Right. I mean, obviously he made that for anybody wondering country in the world and he stole not just my persona he then projected his right-wing evil uh unalloyed racist views over me and then that got picked up by stephen colbert who unknowingly stole the identity of someone that had stolen my identity so here tonight think did you guys did you guys were he able to track that he someone unknowingly stole his identity of the guy who stole his identity I thought what he was so, saying was that Stephen Colbert stole Alex's Jones, Alex Jones' identity, who stole it from Tuck Buckford. Who then returned it to Santa Claus <laughs> and was given out as a prize on Jimmy's fifth Christmas. <laughs> hmm. So here tonight, thanks to CBS, here at Brain Fight with the real Tuck Buckford, I am going to set the record straight about the fact that Alex Jones is a damn liar. I want to bring up uh, my next guest, <coughs> Donald John Trump. He's been on the show before, but he's now joining us again. And he better it, keep it, his mouth shut here it for has a minute because I don't like Alex Jones. I don't believe in political violence. That's why I promote it continually. That's called the oxymoron leftist mind control system that I bought into because I want to be. What? What is he fucking saying? So he has he has like a piñata that looks a little bit like Trump but with two mouths. The hands are way too big. Yeah. 
Those are life-size hands. It's just the yeah, body's, the body's small, <laughs> two and a half, half feet tall. <laughs> but he... I think the mouth thing is it's supposed to be showing his entire bottom row of teeth like Trump does sometimes. And that bottom lip is... It just doesn't look quite right. But there's, there's a piece above the top bottom teeth, though. It looks fleshy. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think he I think he bought a reject. It's pretty weird. <laughs> I bought into because I want to be in charge. We have a record high stock market, three plus trillion dollars, and he took us out of these multinational secret deals that took over Congress, like the TPP and the carbon tax. And now new big studies and mainstream news report it wasn't three point three million illegals that may have voted. Wait, the carbon tax took over Congress? And that was I, a and I that guess. was a secret government deal? I, well, it was so secretive we all knew about it. <laughs> news report it wasn't 3.3 million illegals that may have voted but 5.7 so he lied to us he said it was only 3.2 3.3 he lied to us when it was 2 million or more than that and he just he just he's the biggest liar keeping his promises uh, i've ever seen so when they have shakespeare in the park saying kill trump it's no big deal uh madonna says they did uh, he's say referencing the Trump. Julius Caesar plane. Yeah. You guys heard anything about I've this? I've heard a lot. I've, I've looked at a lot of stuff about this. and Yeah, the, so they, uh, uh, a recent depiction of Julius Caesar, they, they make, the costumes have basically Caesar as Trump. And so then they made this big deal about, oh, they're assassinating Trump. Because, of course, in Julius Caesar, he's they, assassinated uh, Caesar. by Brutus. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of just hyperbolic bullshit. Mm -hmm. And kill Trump. It's no big deal. Uh, Madonna says kill him, blow him up. Every, it's the coolest thing to do in the world, but the left then claims that the right wing's violent because they are. I just want to say, you know, this isn't violent at all, okay? This right here, this is not violent at all, but I do this to Trump. You understand? Uh, well, let me just explain that to everybody. I mean, if I... So he's trying to prove a point that violence against the president or a representation is, of the president is bad while he's committing violence against a representation of the president. Yeah, he's got a weird, and, like, novelty tomahawk, and he still can't even break the freaking head open on that pinata. <laughs> well, and he's, he's forgetting the fact that over the last eight years under Obama, how many times was it insinuated, hey, why don't you just go assassinate the guy or... Kill him, or hey, rise up, use your Second Amendment, or burning him in effigy, yeah. or or lynching him in effigy. But you agreed; he agreed with all that. Yeah. But yet, it's the liberals who are the violent ones. Only the ones who want to punch Nazis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's still. I mean, it's that's still violence. But sometimes I agree with the Nazis being punched. <laughs> that everybody i mean if i sit here and just start ripping his head off and doing this this is liberal and this is open if we ban free speech on colleges and arrest everybody it's a good thing okay so let's get that straight right now that the real tuck buckford's here and alex jones and all the rest of them better understand that we run this country now <laughs> like north korea and i like colbert and i want the tens of millions he gets selling out america Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Tuck Buckford loves Colbert. I hate Alex Jones. Ah, it's brain fight. Yeah. Ah. 
I am rather confused at that. He that is one was out of his mind. That one. That was fucking insane. You know, I, you know, I always, I'm when I watch his videos, I, I don't know. It seems like something that junior high school students would put on, mm-hmm. like that they think is hilarious. You know what but, I mean? Yeah, it's not like an underdeveloped sense of self-worth and security and an yeah. overinflated sense of ego mixed with a really shitty sense of humor and mm-hmm. a lack of maturity yeah uh, yeah definitely lack of maturity the thing i find really concerning about him though is i mean he's clearly unstable and it's not like unstable in the way that i am because <laughs> you know because i i have moments of clarity <laughs> he, he's unstable he, and he's hit the crack pipe too many times yeah but but the thing is and it's very apparent in that last video at least I hope I have moments of clarity. I actually might not. I might. I might. Maybe I'm not the best one to be judging that. But uh, well, you know, crazy um, people think they're sane. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but when when he, you can see a shift in him, his entire body, face, and everything. When he gets that tomahawk going, when he it starts when he, he starts to use when it. he starts manually ripping the pinata apart from the mouth. Mm-hmm. Watch it, it. It just like this washes over him this power and uh violence rage. and rage yeah and he can't get himself back he goes to the tomahawk and then he just starts shaking and he's you know you can see it like this guy is really dangerous i think he might have been pissed the fact that he couldn't get the tomahawk to cut off trump's head oh he might have been but <laughs> but you see how he feeds off oh, of yeah. that actual violence though i but mean just I, the, the stuff he was yelling is not true. Well, it's, and it's also barely coherent. Like the whole free speech on college campuses. I'm like, no, there's still free speech on college campuses. Free speech on college campuses by the students is what I got a lot of these people so they can't speak on their fucking campus. Well, and he does seem to feed off of a lot of the things that he says. Like, like it's this, it's this cycle where he says something that he then, whether he believes it or not, buys into, and then he starts with violent rhetoric and then Mm. he gets into pounding on the table or screaming or tearing his shirt or waving a tomahawk around and it just starts spiraling and it it's but it's not even like a slow buildup it's like he goes from he was mm -hmm. he might be okay to fuck this guy's nuts yeah yeah it's just it's just it's just always right under the surface with yeah i mean it makes me like a gorilla it's like you know the people around him probably I don't it would know. make I me uneasy I wouldn't having feel to be safe. there. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't feel safe around him. Hey, all you dirty cis people out there who think you run the world. This is the trans podcaster, Marissa Alexa McCool, coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks, because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them, and then you come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize. We're going to take it, and we're going to take it hard, and we're going to take it strong, and I will work with overwhelming force. Everything in the butt. Hey. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. All right, and now on to a feeble old man who can't hurt anybody. <laughs> well, it's, Alex know. Jones is actually a pretty beefy dude, too. He's got rage power. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like crazy person strong. 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's only funny because of the pre-show uh, conversation. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's it's no wonder though that Jim Baker, <laughs> the Jim Baker, thinks that uh, God believes you should be a prepper. Oh, yeah, whoa. yeah. That that I wonder why he would profit from that. We're gonna need to buy buckets of some type or whatever. Yeah, that might be harmful. So when you say feeble old man, watch out. He's selling you fucking poison. <laughs> mm. You need to be prepared. Are you a prepper? Would oh. you call yourself a prepper? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah. Uh, duh. I'm here on your shitty show, aren't I? <laughs> Think I'm some kind of dipshit? <laughs> oh, and he's got a goddamn stupid cross hat, too. <laughs> he's got a, a little shield. fucking ball What's... cap with a cross on it, just like, just In... like fucking dumbass Meyer. Inside a shield, even. Yeah. Well, it should be on a sword, because that's how they use it. Uh, oh, yeah. I still want to make that shield upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote a book about it. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, big It's time. like a Templar's so hat. In, oh, it's velcroed on. It's like a Knight's Templar hat. It is. It, it does look like it's velcroed well, on, right? It, like he's got is. a big velcro. Because that looks like a military cap where you velcro your patch onto the front, whether it's your unit patch or an American flag or whatever patch. Yeah, because it's got that rectangular patch shape. But he's velcro patched. landing yeah. strip. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude! I could pull you out of the fucking snow with her necklace. Look at the size of that chain. <laughs> well, no, it's gold. Gold is a very soft That's, metal, yeah, so it it'll is. probably break. And practical prepping Wonder as far as food going. and yeah. all of that. What people don't understand, especially <laughs> Christians, is that God. He's got a he's got a flag shaped strip of Velcro that he's apparently ripped the flag off and stuck a shield that doesn't fit over the Velcro on top of it. Yep. <laughs> just for this show, I'm guessing. Like it looks spiffy. Now let's not buy a new one. Let's just. I wonder what he wears on there ordinarily. Like what what did the hat come with? Dick and balls. <laughs> I'm with Jesus. <laughs> Some flag, I'm guessing. People don't understand, especially Christians, is that God mandates it. He tells us to do this. He says, always be ready. Now, that guy's voice, I'm sorry to say, does not fit the persona I thought I was going to be getting. Yeah. Well, but it's interesting that he says that Christians don't seem to know their own theology. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. We've, we've known that for a really long fucking time. But then assholes like this come along and go, no, you don't know, so I'm going to tell you what it is, and Just, I can just basically tell you whatever the fuck I want, yeah. because I know you'll still never go out and read the fucking scriptures. And some other Christian can come along and say, you don't know how to be a Christian because we're not supposed to wear it in public like a badge of honor, which is exactly what you're fucking doing on your hat. Yeah. He tells us to do this. He says, always be ready to share the hope in meekness and fear. Always means always. Always is in good times. Always is in bad times. Always. Mm -hmm. and well, and he's quoting 1 Peter 3.15. Right, which actually also in 1 Peter 3.15 has uh, uh, an admonishment from God to also be ready to answer any question people have about your faith. Right. Well, that's what it's talking about. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. even the text that they have up on the screen here. Is is just an excerpt of three fifteen. Like they put it up as if they're going to show you all of Peter three fifteen, but it's not. It starts. It starts with. Uh, oh no, yeah, it does. So it says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give yeah. an answer to every man who asks. Right. Who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and fear. So you should always be prepared to defend your faith and explain why you believe what you do. I don't know what that has to do with fucking." Storing slop buckets. slop buckets of food. 
fear. Always means always. Always is in good times. Always is in bad times. Always. Mm-hmm. And if we are not always ready, yes. then how do we share the hope? Right. And by being prepared, by having food on hand, by having these things on hand, it's less. He's tying First Peter 3.15 to having fucking slop buckets. <laughs> he is. Jesus. Less of a distraction now that the enemy can use against us. That's right. And now I have that freedom because I'm not burdened with, oh, wow, what are my kids going to eat? Right. Or whatever. And I can now share the hope. Exactly. Yeah, worrying about feeding my kids is such a burden. <laughs> not only that, but like <laughs> worrying. Of, dude, if you spend your life so worried about what you're going to feed your kids in the apocalypse that you can't have a conversation with somebody for a second, <laughs> you're fucking wasting your life, dude. <laughs> Right. Or whatever, and I can now share the hope. Exactly. And people will listen about Jesus. We've said it a million times on this broadcast. How long has I she been on TV for- and she just wa- talked right over that applause break? Applause break. <laughs> well, it, if you can't tell, it's like she had a stroke. Yeah. She said it she, a million times. Yeah. She's, she. Is her chin made of taffy? That's what it looked like when she was trying to say that. <laughs> it was like she's just, she's struggling to keep her face together as she's saying words. Yeah, her mouth is all pursed. No, I mean, just play it again. Looks like she's fighting really hard to keep her face in one piece. I can't move it too much or it will fall apart. I'm also looking at her gold microphone earring. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's just the microphone coming up from behind her earring. I I, I was just thinking that's where she attached it to. But you are right because I can see the top part of it now. About Jesus, we've said it a million times on this broadcast, but I know for a decade I worked in in the inner city, went down, and that's how ended up adopting our kids and all that's of that. That's called by community them service. In the inner city, but you know what? We would always go down and feed them first. Give those little babies, give those little. That's why the fuck you were there. And then we would Not teach them Bible in front stories of them. and teach them about. Jesus. We would go down there and feed them, so now we've got a captive audience, audience uh, yeah. and we can teach them about Jesus. Yep. Since we put all that sleeping medicine in the food, they can't go nowhere. We didn't go there and give them food for nothing. They're going to yeah. fucking listen to what we got to say now. Yep. Bible stories and teach them about Jesus. And then they would want us to meet their moms, typically, usually dads. Because their moms are starving also. Maybe you can yeah. give mom some food. And mom wanted Mom wanted some slop as well. Mom was out working to help support us, and you gave us some food. Maybe you could give mom some food, too, so she doesn't have to work quite so yeah. fucking hard. Sorry, all we have are Jesus sandwiches. <laughs> Usually dads weren't around, but typically moms. And Dads were all in jail. Usually dads weren't around, typically moms. So we could prey on them. They were easier victims. Mm-hmm. But typically moms. And the next thing you know, you know, 20 years later... Jim and Lori Baker adopt five Mexican kids, and they were from the inner city. But hey, that's how adopt American. <laughs> <laughs> they took our birds. <laughs> Come over here, taking our kids. <laughs> took our birds. Oh, parents, yeah. And they were from the inner city, but that's how it happens, and so. That is so real because you have to be practical with the food. That's why we have all these amazing food offers for you. I know, Jimmy, we're going to go to one earlier, but we have these individual buckets now that what? we have available, like the Fiesta bucket, probably Mondo's favorite. I, I, oh, brother. Fiesta bucket since, for their children. Yeah, since, since we're talking there. about Mexicans. <laughs> Fiesta pail, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because a, a pail is for an individual serving, and it still says... 
196 servings. That's the individual? Wow. <laughs> I keep worrying about the people who never started. N that, me to get too. Ready. Me too. Just do something. Just do something but, and, to get ready. Yeah, I went grocery I shopping wait, yesterday. It was your family preppers? Did how did my, you, my did you mother go buy it naturally? <laughs> my well, my mother is a depression era child, and because of that, I learned a lot of that. I learned to so, hoard shit. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was a prepper, and Jesus never came during her lifetime. Right? Yeah. So after being promised that. that it that it would happen. Yeah. So I watched her work hard to waste all of that, and I'm going to do the same. I learned a lot of that. And then I was in the military. I was in special operations and mm. learned a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And then I just, the Loma Prieta earthquake also had a lot of effect on me. Mm -hmm. Other events like Rita and Katrina had effects yeah. on me. So it's yeah. all these things combined. He wasn't talking about the hurricanes. He was talking about those two women who did him wrong. All these <laughs> yeah. things that either his God caused or prevented from happening. Yeah. Gave him sure signs that he'd better do something. And, and if he just has lived in all the places where there have been these major earthquakes and natural disasters, you just got shit fucking luck. Or maybe God hates you, buddy, <laughs> and you're fucking over everybody else wherever you oh. go. It's yeah. all these things combined right. has created this preparedness mindset, and, and I live it. I live a preparedness mindset. Oh, sure you do. Jim Baker and his slop buckets. Jeebus Christmas. Getting fucking sloppy. A blessing. A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. I want to remind everybody about our drying. Yes. Matt was not here last week, so he may not be aware of it. I know today's episode went out. Today. Today. So, <laughs> or last week's went out today. You probably, yeah, last week's episode went out today. Anyway, you, pro you may, you, well, yeah, you said you haven't listened to the last episode or the most recent episode yet. So, mm -mm. you are not aware. I heard enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we did play selected bits prior yes. to recording this episode. Matt uh, loved them. But I wanted, I wanted to remind everybody that we are having a drawing. Uh, this drawing is for those of you awesome listeners who go out to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a five-star review if you feel we are worthy. And would like to be entered into a drawing. If you have already given us a five-star review, please go out and screenshot your review and send us an email with that screenshot to godlessrevolution at gmail.com. And we will enter you into a drawing for fabulous prizes. This drawing will run through the end of July. That gives you extra time. Yeah, that's scheduled to be episode 167. So we'll hold the drawing while we are recording that episode. Maybe we could even Facebook Live it while we're recording. Which, hey, yeah, we could do that, maybe. Well, Think we can just it. do it from one of our phones if you decide to do it. Yeah. Either way, that's the day that we'll be holding the drawing. Yeah. But that gives you plenty of time from now until that time to go out and submit a five-star review again, only if you feel that we are worthy and would like to be entered into the drawing, then take a screenshot of that, send it into us at thegodlessrevolution at gmail.com, and at the end of the month, we will hold a drawing for a fabulous prize. Yeah. And the reason why you need to email it to us is because we don't know who the hell you are on iTunes with your Right, because names. your screen name or user ID or anything and doesn't really tell us much of anything, nor does it give us any contact th information yes. for you. So I want to say, too, that if you are a listener of the show and have previously submitted a five-star review, 
please take a, a screenshot of that and send it in to us. Uh, even even for all existing reviews and everything, because I want to make sure that you're included. And I understand that listener bases and, and regular listeners is kind of a transient thing, right? Like people who may have given us a five-star review three years ago yeah. may not still be listening to the show for whatever reason. Maybe they're dead. Oh, perhaps. <laughs> that would suck. I don't know. Yeah, that would suck. We lost a listener because they're dead now. That would really be sad. But if you, <laughs> but if you are a regular listener and and want to be entered into the drawing, take a screenshot of that, send it into us via email again at godlessrevolution at gmail dot com, and include as the subject line, so that it doesn't go to our spam or whatever. I'll be sure to to enter a, a filter for these, but put in the subject line of the email that it is for the prize drawing or review prize drawing. We'll keep track of all of those and. We'll enter all of you then who have done so into a drawing for a fabulous prize. So I told Matt and Ryan earlier that, you know, I, I attend several different charity functions throughout the year, and usually they have some sort of auction for things. And so I will bid on different things at these charity events. And so I have a lot of cool and neat shit just laying around the house that, I bid on and won at these various charity functions, but I don't really have a use for. I mean, it's it's cool stuff, but I just I have lots of stuff, <laughs> and so I don't really have a use for it and would love to give it to one of our wonderful listeners. So get on it, people. Get out there. Give us a review, and we'll enter you into the drawing, and one of you will walk away yeah. with something really cool. Well, then last week you said that you'd probably grab a few things and put them together and say, hey, what do you want? So yeah. the person who wins actually gets to choose, hey, I want that cool Star Wars item, or hey, I want that atheist-related item. Yeah, I, I want that collection of, of nude postcards. Yeah, of, of us. Oh, of people. <laughs> I want that collector's item uh, comic book, or I want that figurine. Or, I, I, just, I have a lot of shit just laying around. So It'll be a fabulous item that you will get to choose from several different items. And maybe we'll just have different drawings going forward for a bunch of stuff because I'd like to give it away to our listeners because you guys are awesome. Yeah. So please get out there and do that. Okay. Enough said. All right. Until next episode. (laughs) (laughs) I blame Tribulation Trump because he's a demon. Yes. I want to be sure that we also thank our Patreon patrons because we have not yet done so during the episode. Uh, We managed to pick up a new patron actually while we are recording. So I want to say thank you to our newest Patreon patron. And that person is Let Them Eat Kofefe. <laughs> good name, good name. I like that one. It's definitely good. I want to thank our other Patreon subscribers, Stephen Andrus, Mo Cowbell, Jefferson Montoya, Christy Kalbach, Andrew Vodapich, Wesley Aaron, Utah Outcasts, Andy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Taylor Grin. Grant Larimer, Savitakuna, and the Gatheist, Mr. Aaron Burton. Thank you all very much. We love every single one of you. Yes, and if you would like to become a Patreon patron, you may do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution. And please make a pledge if you can. You help the show go. You help pay for our hosting fees and posting stuff out to Podbean Mm -hmm. and Stitcher and paying for equipment and hosting fees for our website. And, you know, there's a bunch of fees that go into putting on a show that most of you can listen to for free and, and that if, you don't think about. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so if you're a fan of the show and want to help us out, that would be awesome. Then we're not paying just out of our own pockets to produce content. I mean, it's awesome. I love doing it, but it'd be great if it wasn't to drain financially on us and we could just do it for the love of doing it. I mean, we do that anyway, but we wouldn't, that if we didn't have to worry about paying for it, that would be fantastic. And we don't want advertisers. Yeah. I don't figure we're ever going to make a million dollars off of this or anything, but, (laughs) but yeah, it'd be great to just be able to, to know that you people value our work enough to help us continue producing it. Yeah. So thank you all very, very much. And all them Hamite men are standing there, you know, getting erections. Well, we got to call Mark here in a little bit, but before we do, I wanted to talk real quick about religious privilege being mistaken as religious freedom yet again. And in all of these fucking news stories that I'm seeing everywhere, Mm -hmm. Uh, we saw it earlier today with the Supreme Court deciding that a church who has a playground can now take state money. Yeah. Attached to it can, can take from the public coffer. They can, they can take your tax money. They're not contributing a fucking dime. Nope. But you as a taxpayer now have to pay for religious indoctrination of children at a private school mm-hmm. who isn't contributing anything and is taking money out of your pocket. And all because of the fucking SCOTUS pick the Republicans stole. And yeah. they're couching this as as a religious freedom issue. It's not a religious freedom issue. You are still free to have your own fucking school. Yeah. You are free to have your own religion. You are free to practice your religion. You're free to send your kids to this fucking school, and you're free to have a playground where they play. What you're not free to do, what is giving you a special fucking privilege because you're not contributing, is taking money out of the public coffer through mm-hmm. tax monies that are now going to a religious institution. More money that's going to a religious institution. Right. But this time it's... This time it's uh, government sanctioned. Yeah. So what I would like all of you to do is notice this when you see it happening, when you see a headline that says a religious, that, it, that it's claiming it's a religious freedom issue, call people out on it. Don't let them get away with that shit. Don't let them get away with saying that it's a religious freedom issue. It's not an issue of religious freedom. It's an issue of religious fucking privilege. And we need to point that out and make it perfectly clear each and every fucking time it happens. So the next time you see a headline that says religious freedom won, or they're trying to take away our religious freedoms, be sure that you let them know it's not a freedom. They're not, we're not talking about religious freedoms. We're talking about religious privilege and you shouldn't be expected to have it. Yeah. It's re- religious freedom seems to get wrapped up into, I can do whatever the fuck I want because my religion says I can. Yeah. So fuck you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give Mark a call. Okay. Mark call. Mark call? I don't know why Mark I stumbled call? over that so much. Let's give Mark a call, shall we? Okay. <laughs> Let's get Nibphone. Nibphone. Let's get Nibphone. Nibphone. Mark call. Mark call Nibphone. My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist. And Twitter, I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. I think it is really important to recognize, as has been said, that science does not make it impossible to believe in God. It just makes it possible to not believe in God. And, <laughs> and, and that's really important because until you had science, everything was a miracle. All right, we have Mr. Mark Nebo. He's a speaker, activist founder of Be Secular and of the Normalize Atheism campaign. That's what he's come on the show to talk to us about tonight. How you doing, Mark? 
I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me here. Yay. So good to talk to you. I've wanted to have you on the show for a really long time. I've known you for, oh gosh, how long? I think I met you initially in 2014 at the in American, Austin, I guess. Well, it was, it was here in Salt Lake, actually. Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the American Atheist Convention here. Uh, how's, the, how's the wife and kids? Oh, good. Uh, Shannon's super good. Um, anybody that knows me or of me probably knows of or knows Shannon. Uh, she's great. She is working hard with recovering from religion and working hard on in her own uh, speaking and activism stuff. Uh, the kids are good. Um, all of three kids, the two that everyone sees on Facebook and the one that no one ever sees on Facebook. <laughs> They're all good. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are kind of a dynamic power couple as far as atheist activism goes. Well, we, we try to, I mean, it, it kind of was weird because we, I used to do a lot more, um, and then I became a lot more uh, busy in my, my regular life, and then Shannon just kind of got involved with the Reason Rally and got involved with Recover from Religion. I mean, she's just been super busy, and she's had a lot more uh, speaking engagements and things than I have recently, but... Uh, we try to, you know, work together and on our own as much as we can to try to do do as much as we can in the realms that we feel are important. You know, I do a little bit more of the atheism stuff, and she does a little bit more of the, the parenting and, uh, like, secularism stuff and the recovery stuff. So we try to try to work on our own things, but sometimes we work together. No, I think you're both doing awesome things for the for the movement and community. I appreciate it all for sure. Uh, well, we brought you on here tonight to talk about the Normalize Atheism campaign. What is that? Uh, the Normalize Atheism campaign is a, uh, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's just becoming a thing. Um, I first started with the idea of like, uh, pushing just the term of Normalize Atheism in 2014. Uh, and it was an accident. I just use that hashtag uh, in passing and the Richard Dawkins Foundation and uh, Richard Dawkins retweeted a tweet I had and then it became crazy. I mean, they have, you know, 2 million followers uh, and it was used about 200,000 times over the course of about a week. So it really, it really went crazy and I didn't keep that fire going foolishly. uh, But I did uh, I made some shirts and I kind of tried to push the message a little bit, but then fast forward about a year and a half later, and at the uh, Reason Rally we just went through, um, had, talking to Steve Shives and Sincere Carabo, uh, they both asked me at separate times about it uh, and why I didn't continue doing it. Um, so I, I asked them to join me as managing partners of the campaign to try to revive it. And since then, it's kind of kind of started taking off again. People have been uh, feeling feeling the message and and trying to get behind it a little bit. So it's really just a it's just a grassroots effort to try to uh, bring people together that are interested in making atheism more of a thing that we don't even have to talk about. I think that's a lot mm-hmm. of times is our goals uh, as activists is. It would be awesome if we didn't have to activist. No matter what you are activizing about, I mean, I'm a big anti-spanking uh, person. That's one of the things I talk about a lot. So 
I would be, it would be awesome if I didn't have to go out and tell everybody that, you know, spanking your kids is fucked up. You know what I mean? It'd be great, <laughs> uh, but that's not the case. So, uh, I think normalized atheism in general, the idea of, you know, talking about that, uh, resonates with people because, uh, a lot of people have come from a lot of different places. Like Steve Shives, for example, is extremely polarizing. A lot of people really, really don't like him a lot. Uh, and a lot of people really, really do like him. So uh, somebody that I, I've had people that come up and say, you know, I don't really like Steve Shives at all. In fact, I could do without him. But I like the normalized atheism campaign. So they feel kind of conflicted about following it. But I think that's a good sign. I think that if people from all over our community that have polarizing views and opposite views can still get behind a message, I'm happy about that. Well, I think that's important. I think that's an important point also. You know, I don't, I don't know. People seem to, to focus on one particular thing, one particular point of disagreement that they may have with someone else, and they make their entire relationship about that one thing. I'm much more interested in focusing on what we can work on together, you know, what our shared interests are, what our shared goals are, and being able to work on those things together than I am with being pissed off at you because you know, we may disagree on any one particular little point. I think that's a fucking waste of everybody's time and just works to disintegrate and tear apart the movement from, from the inside, which is ridiculous. That is, that's rampant in our community. Uh, mm. It's like every, everybody or a lot of people got uh, up in arms when Silverman and company went to CPAC. And right. I was, I was for it. Uh, I'm about as liberal as a person can get, but when it's in it, when you're talking strictly in the terms of uh, pushing the religious dogma out of the the center of of society, I mean, there's people all over that support that. I mean, some of the most staunch libertarians that I really, I'm sure, I have zero in common with are. <laughs> are atheists because because of different reasons that I'm an atheist, but I don't care about that. If they are atheists and that's there and, and they will help push that tiny piece of agreement, as you said, mm -hmm. I'm going to deal with them on that piece of agreement. I still might think they might be shitheads, but <laughs> if they want to stand against the church for whatever reason, then I'm fine with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm. I, I think, we need to focus more on what we have in common and can work on as a shared goal. Yeah. And and why would you not want to reach out to people on the right when it's the right that is the most religious portion of yeah. our electorate? That's and, what I was going to say, yeah. And political spectrum. Why would you not want to reach out to those people, especially atheists within that movement, so that they can talk to other people within that movement and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a right-wing person. I'm a right-wing activist. I, I, I'm here at CPAC. And I think that we should probably not focus on God and Jesus so much. Let's mm -hmm. focus on yeah. maintaining a separation of, of government and religion and, and providing the best that we can for the populace rather than focusing on all of these religious points of dogma. Right. Let's, let's not focus on God and Jesus so much. Let's focus on all of our other uh, shitty ideas that we have. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't say that, but that's what I'm about. Yeah. Yeah, I think that in, in, with you guys uh, in in Utah, you probably um, have to 
take the the pieces that you agree with a lot. Like I'm sure you guys go out and do events where you're in the community and you're you know uh, cleaning up trash or whatever you guys are involved in, and there's just Mormons fucking everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, guys yeah. have, you have to do what you can that's good, even if you're everybody else. The, everything else you don't agree with that they're doing. You know? Right. Yeah, Atheists of Utah volunteers uh, for our Good Without God series of volunteer events. One of them that we do fairly often is volunteering at the Utah Food Bank, and that's ran, that's actually ran by the LDS yeah. Church. Right, right. That it's it's the the idea of uh, interfaith or or I guess outer faith, like where you're not that's not even a consideration. Um, has been something that Shannon and I have been very, uh, you know, into for a long time. I mean, we had the uh, Common Ground Conversation series with Be Secular uh, several years back, before I think I ever knew you existed, Dan. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, Jerry DeWitt, if you remember him. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Mark Sandlin, a progressive minister friend of mine. And they were... Uh, talking in, you know, in like a, in a discussion forum, like a town hall forum that we put together for by Be Secular. We, we, we sponsored the events, two of them, one at Johns Hopkins and one at, uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. And the whole genesis of that series was, let's not talk about how different we are. Let's talk about how similar they are and why we have common goals, despite all this other shit, you know? So what, what, uh, how can people support the normalize atheism campaign? What are, what are some key things that people can do to, to help with the normalize with the normalization of the term atheist and atheism? Well, I think that the, I think that the biggest thing is just using it. Um, I, the idea, the idea for the campaign in general kind of came from, uh, one of Dave Silverman's talk that, that I saw a couple times, I've seen him give it more than once, about how we can't be afraid to use the term atheism because um, it has a lot of sting and a lot of stigma, and we're not doing ourselves any favors by calling ourselves agnostic or humanist or secularist or a nun uh, singularly. Like, use those, but all you have to use atheists, too. Um, and I think that that's the most important thing, is just doing what a lot of us already do, wearing a- atheist shirts, um, you know, going out to uh, pride events or going out to other events in town and being an atheist and talking about it and being part of atheist groups like Atheists in Utah, out and ban- having banners and all that. Uh, but just even in casual conversation, when you talk to someone for the first time, instead of trying to lighten the load by saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a secular humanist, you know, be honest with yourself and say, I'm an atheist and I'm a secular humanist. Because the word is, uh, is, is scary to a lot of people. It's scary to a lot of people that are atheists. They don't, they don't use it because of the, of the way it rubs people the wrong way and the way it will push people away from you. But I think that's the reason you need to use it because you can take away the, the stigma of it. If everyone, the more people use it, the more, the more easy it is to call yourself an atheist in general. So just 
being out talking about atheism, saying you're an atheist first, uh, I think those are the kind of things that, that are the most important. Um, the hashtag on social media is useful because, like a lot of us, uh, I started with my activism behind the keyboard of an of a you know and Facebook and and on YouTube and places where you can um, feel a lot more free because you have the mask of anonymity mm-hmm. or you have at least have the mask of being not in front of someone's face uh, and that. And the hashtag allows you to quickly put that on the end of something that you're saying, and it allows people to understand that you are an atheist and you're you're fine. You're not you're not the devil, you know. So I think that kind of stuff is is what we hope people do. Uh, it seems small and it seems uh, petty, but those little things go a long way. So did you just admit that you were previously a basement dwelling? Fedora wearing neck bearded keyboard warrior. <laughs> uh, no, um, I've I've had a neck beards at different times. Um, I've owned I ha- I've owned fedoras. I do have one now, but now I wear it ironically. It shouldn't, uh, but I do hate it. I hate it. Um, um and. I have been a keyboard activist, and I was for a long time with no real-world activism at all. But I think a lot of people start that way because it's the easiest. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, it helps. It helps familiarize you with the arguments and yeah. and how to in how to deal with people and respond to different things. So, yeah, certainly that's. I mean, that's definitely how I started as well. I just started doing a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I see Matt furiously scribbling notes over here. What have you? Oh, I was. Got? I'm just. I actually don't have anything interesting. I'm oh. just sort of. <laughs> I'm just keeping notes as we go, so I can stay current he's with just what he's going. Paper. Doing he, what? He does do that, dude. He <laughs> absolutely does. We have we have several dick drawings here <laughs> yeah. in the studio. <laughs> I was I was just drawing you as a as a penis, Mark. Well, hey, as long as it has a beard. <laughs> I will. I will work on that one. <laughs> but no, I think I've I've actually done it where you know, like with at work. So I'm I'm a firefighter, and we all live kind of close to each other. So my work situation's way different than a lot of people's dynamic at work. But they all know I'm an atheist. And when I first got to the department I'm at right now, and people are talking like, "Oh, we hear you do a podcast and stuff," and they're like, "Well, I'm they're like, what's it about? I'm like atheism? I'm like, oh, you're you're an atheist." But then they would start asking me questions where it wasn't like, oh, it's scary. They asked me like, well, what is it? What is an atheist even? Because they hadn't really encountered it before. A lot of these people live in the country. Are all, you know, grew up very Mormon. So I think it does help to have the nor- normalize it to just say, yes, I am an atheist. And if you want to ask me a question, ask me. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's exactly right. And I think that the the more direct you are, and the less you try to. Because if you try to evade it at all, then it just seems more shifty and more... Yeah, it seems uh, more sketchy for sure. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I don't believe in God, but I still like and do 98% of the things that you do. So let's talk about that stuff. And if you want to ask about atheism, I'm more than happy to tell you. Well, and you mentioned the, the talk from David Silverman. I'm guessing you're referring to the one where he talks about, you know, if you want to be as clear with people as possible and as honest and open with them as possible, you should absolutely use 
the word atheist mm. or atheism because secular humanist doesn't tell people much about what you are necessarily, right? That, that you can use all of these other words like free thinker or open-minded or secular or humanist or, you know, agnostic or anything like that. And that doesn't really get to the heart of what you actually believe. And it doesn't let people know that you are in fact an atheist. Yeah, because they don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, they don't they don't yeah. know what those other words or phrases actually mean, but they do know what the term atheist means by and large. They at least they have a better understanding of what an atheist is overall than than what a humanist is or what a secularist is. Yeah, and I think when a lot of times, you know, uh I just start right down the list and I say well, I'm an atheist because I don't believe in God, and then I'm all these other things for all these other reasons, you know. And that it, it all evol- it evolves. Like what what we say we are, I think in in our especially when we don't have a faith system that's very rigid. I think what we say we are grows. I mean, because I started out, you know, as agnostic, like a lot of people, and then I started. And then I became an atheist, but I identified as a secular humanist. And then I started talking about all these other options about, uh, you know, free thinker and skeptic. And now I just feel like I'm all those things, except for I'm, I don't think I'm agnostic anymore. I I don't use that term anymore. So, uh, you know, you just kind of evolve. So now, you know, I'm an atheist. Of course, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic about a lot of stuff. Uh, And I'm a free thinker by uh default because of all those things and i'm a secular humanist because i do live a secular life and i do believe in the tendency of humanism so if you if you break down why you're those things i think a lot of that starts with being an atheist yeah i i agree for sure um i think me being an atheist has and being an out atheist as well has made me a better person it's you know because i I I feel a lot of the time like I'm not just representing me, but I mean, anytime you adopt a label, you're adopting a wider community identity. And so what you do reflects on that wider community. And I want to make sure that what I do and what I'm involved with and uh, the the people I choose to associate with, the 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 activist things that I'm associated with, that those all reflect positively on the wider community. You know, I don't want to do something that is going to damage to damage the the wider community of atheists in something that I've done that somebody can point to. And you know, whether I do something shitty for whatever reason, but then they can point to that and say, "Oh, see, that's that's what atheists yeah. do. That's that's what an atheist person would do." Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the the religious community that looks looks at us as evil, they're waiting for that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. They're Absolutely. waiting for something to happen where they can say, see, the, if you had the Lord, you wouldn't be like that. But like what you said about, uh, about being an atheist makes you a better person, I always feel like that too. But I, I, the reason that I always think like that is because, and I tell people this, I say, I feel like atheism makes me a better person. Because I don't have anyone to apologize to mm-hmm. except the person that I was a shithead to. I don't have any, I don't have a net. I don't have a person or a, or a being that I can go back to later and say, you know, that was really fucked up. 
I'm too embarrassed to apologize to the person that I wronged, so I'll just apologize to you, invisible thing, and feel better about it. And I think that that makes it makes you a lot more careful. I think it does me at least. I feel like I'm a lot more careful, or at least I was be- before I started thinking about it, not thinking about it consciously. When I was actually consciously aware of, I have got no recourse out of my guilt than to be less guilty, you know. Right. Uh, and and I, I've evolved to where I don't think about that consciously anymore, but I used to. I mean, when I first came out of faith, I was like, "This is, this is really the this is the big time, man. This is no this is no net over Niagara Falls here because I cannot escape my guilt now without." confronting the person that I screwed over. Right. And, and you know that you're doing something because it's what you want to do, right? You're not doing it because of the threat of eternal punishment. If you're not a good enough person and you're not doing it because of the potential of, of eternal reward and a mansion and a gold mansion in the sky, you're doing it because you're a good fucking person. Mm -hmm. Right. Gold mansion. Is that a thing? Is that a Mormon thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not just a gold mansion, but you get a whole planet. Oh yeah, if you're oh, if you're if you're a super good Mormon, then yeah, you could become a god and have your own planet. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'll say you guys because you guys are the only fucking people in Utah I know. Uh, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys have the best old religion stuff. Like Mormons have the best stories, I think. Like a whole a whole planet and a gold mansion. That's pretty <laughs> boss, dude. I mean, if you're gonna be a if you're gonna be religious, that sounds pretty good to me. Hey, yeah, I, they, I, they, I hear they're still signing people up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. They 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 just decided to go all the way with it. Yeah, that's I mean, thing. a million wives, whatever, the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. I like to hear about that shit. <laughs> well, and then you know, God is an actual being who lives on another planet. Yeah, it's it's he's not spaceless, timeless, and immaterial like William Lane Craig would like to say. He's a he's an actual being who is having sex with a bunch of spirit, spirit. with with a bunch of godly mothers who are giving birth to spirit babies who are going to travel here to Earth and inhabit the body, the fleshly bodies of people who are born into the LDS faith. That's what I'm fucking talking about, man. Now that's a religion right there. <laughs> I was I was very like milk toast loose Protestant and everything was just you know, it was the opposite of like the Catholic fire brimstone. It was like everything's fine, everything's okay, God thinks everything is gonna work out. Were you a Methodist just, or what? Uh I was I was what's called Covenant, which is a small northern thing it's similar to baptist but it's Hmm. like we do communion like we're one of the protestant groups that do communion so Hmm. it was kind of a weird faith but it was pretty it was pretty liberal from what i remember um but it was there was almost no rules it was just (laughs) there was nothing to it man Hmm. and i hear all these other cool ass fucking religions where everything was Everything was super rules. I don't know. I just if I was going to be religious, I'd I'd bought something with a lot more structure. Uh, well, Mormonism's pretty rigid, so yeah, I can't be left to my own devices, man. <laughs> well, they still allow you to have bacon, but pretty much everything else is restricted. Yeah, yeah. see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you got to wear funny underwear. Yes. 
Yeah, you guys are gonna. I'm getting ready. I'm gonna sign up. <laughs> <laughs> they might send two men to your door that are well dressed. They they It's funny because uh, I know you you probably at least I I know Dan's seen it because I've seen Thinky comment on it. Our license plates are godless and secular. That's the two license plates, and they're in our park in our driveway. So the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons they come by a lot. Like they come by more than I think the other houses because we're like we'd be like a catch. You know, you're, you're the challenge. Yeah, yeah, they come by and they t- they bring it up. They're like, oh, how about that? I'm like, yeah, how about it? <laughs> well, huh. I, that's funny. I've even had them come by because I've got atheist stickers on my car, or I did before. And then I got a new car, but I still have the one that says uh, "No God Needed" on my license plate, or the the license plate frame. And they have to walk past that to get to my front door. Then they came to my front door, and I was wearing a Satanic Temple T-shirt, and they asked me, "What religion do you belong to?" <laughs> I was like, "You didn't, you didn't see my car, or even see the shirt I'm wearing." That's I, some I, condescending <laughs> shit, isn't it? To start right out. What religion do you belong to? Well, because I obviously knew which one they did. They they got their brother shirts on, saying "Brother so and so," and also do uh, a little research while you're in the driveway, guys. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not hard. Just show up and ask. Maybe just be a little observant of the world around you, right? Right. Oh, they saw it. They're just giving. They're just fucking around. Yeah. Well, they're also eighteen. So. Well, I know that uh, you've got to get going to take care of the family and such. Um, it is midnight here. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, if people wanted to find out more about you or be secular or the normalized atheism campaign, where can we point them for more information? Uh, well, Normalized Atheism Campaign is alive on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's hash forward slash uh, Normalized Atheism. Um, on Twitter, it's Normal Atheism because there's not too many letters. Uh, but on Twitter, you could just use the hashtag. If you use the hashtag Normalized Atheism, there's like six digits, you know, probably 300,000 tweets if you go back far enough. So get on there and dig in and, and enjoy that. Uh, and then Instagram, it's uh, normalized atheism as well. For me, um, I'm somewhat active on Twitter at Mark Nebo, but mostly on Facebook is my, is my domain. Uh, I'm, I'm full of friends, so you'd have to follow me on my profile or follow me on the Facebook page. I have a Facebook uh, profile page too. So, I mean, I'm easy to find. I'm an easy guy to find. And what about Be Secular? Uh, Be Secular is uh, on Twitter for uh, at Be Secular and on Facebook at uh, just, you know, search Be Secular. It's forward slash Be Secular Bracelets because it was bracelets was originally what we started with. Now there's a shit ton of stuff. So that's pretty easy to find, too. Shannon's easy to find on Facebook as well. She's uh, Secular Sunshine on Twitter. <laughs> that's awesome she is nice. like a ray of sunshine she's just always smiling happy she's she's a very sweet person I, I like hanging out with you guys thank you sir when when's the next time you're gonna uh, end up in this neck of the woods i mean have you you haven't been to dc but for reason rally right uh well hell i've been out to dc three different times now uh that's where we live you know oh shit well, what a good friend you are, Dan. Well, well, no, yeah, actually, I did know that you haven't been in D.C. this whole time, though, right? Yeah, we've lived, as long as I've known you, that's where I've lived. Oh, really? Fuck. I, for some reason, I I thought I'd you lived somewhere near the Bible Belt or in the Bible Belt. No, I grew up in Michigan, but, I mean, I haven't lived in Michigan since 98. Oh, 
Oh, hell. Well, yeah, the next time I'm out in D.C., I'm, I'm out there for work every so often, but I'll be sure to hit you up. Yeah. Let us know, man. If you want to, you could come stay and we can grill and, you know, we could do a bunch of atheism stuff if you want. Hell yeah. A beard contest? <laughs> yeah, well, come on. No. <laughs> there, was, there was a time where Dan and I's beard were similar lengths, but that was years ago. <laughs> when I was a young man. <laughs> well, what else have you got going on uh, here coming up where people could, could see you? Uh, I, I, uh, Shannon was just, uh, she spoke at ReasonCon, um, mm-hmm. twice actually, cause she got an award, which is cool. Oh, nice. Um, but I, uh, the next thing I have is I am the, uh, MC for the Pennsylvania Atheists and Freethinkers Conference in, uh, the weekend of October 13th awesome. in Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, that's, that's really what I've been doing lately. I haven't spoke as far as just like a regular talk in a long time, uh, I've been the MC of about a half a dozen conferences lately. Uh, so that's kind of where I've settled in as a, as a niche. Are you going to be at AA con? Uh, probably not. Oh. Only because, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the first time we didn't make it only because, uh, the babies are getting harder to travel with and my job is tough. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So well, first year, and I'm a Silver Life member, so it's free, and I'm still not going to go. So, <laughs> well, and you've uh, got so much shit going on all the time, too. Yeah, it's tough, man. I think that probably by 18, we'll have all of our stuff back in a row, and we'll be a little bit more aggressive going around and stuff. But this year, we'll be off the circuit. Unless, <laughs> unless we're speaking somewhere and someone's flying us out, like flying us out and flying us back real quick. We're not going to probably be going around. So yeah. you mean when all your kids are eighteen, right? That's what... no, no. <laughs> wow, I, I probably live that long. I'm going morbid. <laughs> How about that for an end? Now you guys are like, oh, great. <laughs> well, with that, uh, we'll let you go. Uh... <laughs> now, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight, Mark. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Um, I'm excited. I hope that. Uh, Every everybody gets that's hearing this goes out and tweet something with normalized atheism because I know they all believe in it. So hopefully we see a, a spike in the tweets. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, guys. Good night. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. Well, that was cool. I've been yeah. wanting to have Mark on the show for a while. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, I like Mark. He's super chill. Yeah. The only thing I really thought of at, at any point, really, was with, you know, when he was talking about Silverman going to the... Uh, thing or whatever it's like first of all where do you want him to be uh, you know with the democrats or with the republicans obviously yeah and then the second thing is yeah maybe he's not the um softest voice in atheism but there's no fucking denying that he's one of the savviest mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing yeah if you put him in there he's gonna come out okay yeah well and he's quick on his feet and just yeah super sharp yeah, yeah. you know so i mean there's very few people i would think i i would feel more comfortable with than you know than him even in a situation like that but when when you're talking about going into a lion's den you know silverman's kind of the guy but that's all i was thinking but we moved on from that pretty quickly 
I was letting him get his thoughts out on it. I didn't want to cut him off because he's the one we have on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but there just wasn't a space to really go back naturally. So I was like, meh. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal to say. Yeah. Oh, crap. We didn't even mention that he's also got his own podcast ah. with, with R&R. Well, we give him chances to plug stuff, and he even forgot. <laughs> the Raw Men podcast. I, I was a guest on that a while back. You can find that out on YouTube. But, yeah, I've wanted to have him on the show for a while. So nice to finally get him on the show. Thank you very much again, Mark. I appreciate it. That pretty much wraps it up for tonight. Yeah. But I wanted to let everybody know that we will be moving on to the Patreon portion of the show. And since Matt's back... Oh, we're going to get him ragey. I figured a couple clips of Dave Daubenmeyer would be great to cover. Doing this so late, man. I don't know if I have enough... <laughs> I don't know if my rage tank is full anymore. <laughs> we're going to double dob, Matt. We'll, we'll fill it up so that you're wide awake on your way home, gripping the steering wheel tightly and screaming at people. <laughs> I do that anyway. <laughs> I, I honestly do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you all very much for listening, and until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. Sometimes when this place gets kind Sound of their breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Lower the curtain down Lower the curtain down, alright I got no time for private consultation Under the Milky Way tonight Wish I knew what you
fucking love pictures of the sun, man. Yeah. They're so cool. They're even better in color. I'll bet. (laughs) (laughs) Sure he's going to love that if he ever listens to this right before. Mark (laughs) Kalnipfa. The finest beard east of Dan Ellis. <laughs> oh, man. I can find way down. Mine is very, very moderate now. I would say I'm like a, I'm like a, a, a newly bearded fellow nowadays. Well, that's why I looked online, and there's fucking a whole, shit rooms of, a whole shitload of rooms available. There's mm-hmm. whole shit rooms? Whole shit rooms available. <laughs> and they're cheaper than normal. You know, it's funny. The guy that always would ask me questions... Uh-huh. I came in the uh, the uh, kitchen one day in our kitchen day Gross. room. You should do that in the bathroom. <laughs> oh no, you come all over the kitchen. <laughs> where, you, where 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 all the baby batter goes? I came in the kitchen one day, <laughs> <laughs> but the, like the kitchen and like the TV area are all like one area. Not, you didn't even limit it to just the kitchen. Oh no, I, I came all over the place. <laughs> Got to mark your territory. Don't use any black lights at the oh, no. Uh, no. fire station out there. No. You got you got jizz all over it all. <laughs>